Talk and Pray for Life and Business, faith-based personal development courses and coaching, tapping into our best life. Hi, I'm Mary Lou Cassida for Talk and Pray, and it took me a while to settle into myself. Do you know the feeling? Capable, ambitious, but wanting more? More impact, more success, more satisfaction? Me too. I've been a mompreneur and now maturepreneur. How do you like that term? (laughs) And I have a lifetime of experience, work, family, love, and loss that combined with the truth of scripture have taught me valuable lessons. I have a passion to share that wisdom with women of faith who want more. Welcome to Talk and Pray for Life and Business. I know, Daddy. Eavesdroppers hear no good of themselves, so the saying goes. I'm not one to deliberately listen in on conversations, but sometimes at the local coffee shop or at Panera, if they're talking loudly at the next table, I can't help but overhear. Occasionally, I'll accidentally catch the eye of the speaker, and I try to smile crookedly in apology, or I affirm what they said by a nod and a wink. Even more occasionally, I'll comment. A person at the table next to me last week was talking about the streaming show The Chosen, and I echoed his sentiment that it was excellent. He nodded back at me, and I quickly returned to my non-eavesdropping posture of earbuds and computer work. I can't remember ever a time when I actually heard someone talking about me, although I've rehearsed what I would say if I did. (laughs) Have you ever done that? Made up conversations, prepared just in case you were walking down the hall, heard your name, and then you'd be ready to defend your honor or put those backbiters in their place. (laughs) No, just me? Just because you're paranoid doesn't mean that they're not really after you, right? I always notice the body language between parents and teens when I'm people watching. You can tell when a parent is trying to impart wisdom to their teenage offspring. Sometimes the finger comes out, you know, the pointing finger of death that says, you're going to listen, Missy, or I'll know the reason why. At that point, you know the conversation is going to go one of three ways. The contrite, down look of the compliant teen that says, I'm sorry, I'll try to do better. Or the, I may just break that finger off if you get too close, rebellion. Or the one I'm most familiar with, the conciliatory, okay, daddy, and I know daddy, which guarantees the kid will do what she wants and is just agreeing to get the parent off her back. I can remember from my own teenage years, well into young adulthood, I'm sure, that my parents would tell me certain behaviors would produce certain results, and I always agreed with them. I know, Mom. I know, Daddy. And then I still went down the awkward path of learning the hard way. Why is it we are so resistant to wisdom at that age? Why are we so resistant to wisdom at any age? As an adult, I find myself in an I-know-daddy frame of mind, often. Have you noticed it in your adulting, in your parenting, in your business, as a leader? Usually, it takes that sort of hopelessly stuck feeling to make me start questioning my modus operandi. Uh Uh-oh, the weight has started creeping up and my clothes are too tight. So I think to myself, I better start being more careful about what I eat and not neglecting my walking every day. Sure, sure, that's what I need to do. 
I know, Daddy. And the very same day, I'll buy cookies and cream ice cream while at the grocery store and a pack of Hershey's Kisses piled on top of my salad fixings. When I get home, I settle onto the couch to binge the latest episode of Jack Ryan on Amazon Prime rather than walking the half mile of my driveway. Or, oh dear, why am I a little short of the money before the end of the month? I used the envelope system to manage before, and that worked. I should do that again. And I spend more money to purchase a pretty set of envelopes <laughs> that I label with lovely stickers, and then I never put money in the envelopes to manage, relying instead on my debit card and losing track of every penny I spend. I can see Dave Ramsey putting his face in his palm and shaking his head. I know, Daddy, I know. We do it in business, too. Gee, my sales are down this month. I moan about the economy and the competition and how it's just not like it used to be, whenever that was. All that may be true, but what is wisdom is that my sales are a reflection of my actions. Maybe I should look at my activity for the month. I should contact my customers, provide value for them, get back on their radar, and here's a thought... Ask them if they need products or services. I know, Daddy, I know. And still, I fail to launch. We do a lot of talking about what we need to do. And studies reveal that talking about it gives us the hit of dopamine that actually doing it gives us. Proverbs 14.23 tells us that all hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. We love to talk about our hindrances, affirming them every time we say things like, I'm such a procrastinator. I need to get my butt in gear. I need to manage my time and money better. All the while, by our actions, we are asserting that we can continue on the current trajectory, the usual path, and things will turn out differently, which is, of course, the definition of insanity. The writer of most of the Proverbs you read in Scripture is King Solomon, son of David, and he's considered the wisest person who ever lived. In both his personal and professional life, however, he was often less than wise, and I believe he would have echoed the I know daddy pattern of behavior. Solomon reigned in Israel for 40 years. His son, Rehoboam, succeeded him as king. After his coronation, the people came to Rehoboam to ask him if he would lighten the tax load that Solomon had put on them to build the temple, fortify the kingdom, and become one of the greatest kingdoms of the ancient world. The people said, Your father put a heavy yoke on us, and now lighten the harsh labor and the heavy yoke he put on us, and we will serve you. Rehoboam answered, Come back to me in three days. So the people went away. Then King Rehoboam consulted the elders who had served his father Solomon during his lifetime. How would you advise me to answer these people, he asked. Second Chronicles 10, 4-7 It sounds good, doesn't it? He's getting started well, asking for advice, trying to make a good decision. The elders tell Rehoboam that if he'll give the people a favorable answer and be kind to them, they'll serve him faithfully. And Rehoboam decided that that wasn't the answer he was looking for because he then consulted his young, rowdy friends. 
They were guys he grew up with and who served him, and they told him to say this to the people, My little finger is thicker than my father's waist. My father laid on you a heavy yoke. I will make it even heavier. My father scourged you with whips. I will scourge you with scorpions. Second Chronicles 10, 10 and 11. One of the best pieces of advice I've ever received is do not take advice from someone who hasn't walked in your shoes nor in the shoes you're getting ready to try on or to wear. Everybody has an opinion. Only take counsel from people who have the wisdom gained from God or experience or age, preferably all three. The young hooligans that Rehoboam consulted didn't know anything about being a king. They grew up with him, and Scripture says they served him, so they weren't even in the same world as he. They probably enjoyed the benefits of serving the king's son, but they had no leadership experience, no idea how to deal with a kingdom. They were servants, hangers-on, eager to say what he wanted to hear. The people returned, and Scripture says Rehoboam rejected the advice of the elders, and he gave the people the words of his rowdy boys. And as a result, the people rebelled, and Israel was divided into the northern and southern kingdoms. My own lack of attentiveness to wisdom will likely not result in the fall of a nation, but it's no less catastrophic for my potential to make money for my family, to grow my platforms, to reach people with the good news of the kingdom of God. Because I am a coach, I myself meet with a coach a couple of times a month. I know the value of accessing wisdom and accountability as I work on my goals. She and I talked last week about the latest strategies that would benefit my vision and business, and I am resistant. I don't like the work that is required. It's not difficult, and it doesn't require that much energy and time, especially once the strategy is put into motion. But it requires that I step outside my comfort zone to do things I don't feel like I'm good at. I don't like how I look on camera. I don't enjoy creating social media content. I don't feel in control when I have to trust other people, so I'm extremely resistant to delegation. She tells me, Mary Lou, if you want to see growth, if you want to generate more income, these are the things that will help. What am I paying her for anyway? To tell me what I want to hear? Or to increase my potential by identifying my blind spots, growing in my strengths, and overcoming barriers to my success? If I'm not willing to receive her wisdom and put it into action, I'm a fool and I'm wasting the money I've invested in myself. Rehoboam should have listened to the elders and to his daddy, who wrote, Listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. Proverbs 18.20 and 19.20. So important was this kernel of wisdom that it's in there twice. By insolence, nothing comes but strife. But with those who take advice is wisdom. Proverbs 13.10, Rehoboam's insolence toward the people wrecked the kingdom. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. Proverbs 12.15, as I'm walking out the door of Panera, my coach is volleying parting shots. You know what you need to do. 
I know, Daddy, I know, I retort back to her. She laughs at me, knowing the story of the words, knowing I'll kick myself in the pants and start wrapping my mind around my next steps. It's not enough to know. I must also do. What about you? What are your next steps? What do you know needs to be done? But you keep waiting and going through the motions and repeating old patterns that do not work for you. It's not enough to know. You must also do. And if you don't know, be wise enough to seek counsel. A mentor, a coach, someone who is where you want to be. These are people who have walked where you want to walk and they can give you instruction. I know, I know, you say. (laughs) Don't wait for your kingdom to fall to make it happen. Father, wisdom comes from you, and you give it generously to any who will ask. I pray for your wisdom, Lord, but not just to know it, also to do it. I think of the words of James, to those who know to do good and don't do it, it's sin. Lord, if it's a good thing to grow and develop what you've given me. It's, it's good to seek counsel and accountability. I pray for the courage to both know and do, and In all things, may I never say by my actions, I know, Daddy, I know. Help me match my walk and my talk. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Talk and Pray for Life and Business. To learn more about the podcast and to get today's transcript, notes, and other content, go to talkandpray.us slash podcast. Join me every Tuesday for more Talk and Pray. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and leave a positive review if you'd like to hear more content like this. This Talk and Pray podcast is sponsored by Talk and Pray for Life and Business, faith-based personal development courses and coaching. Music is In the Field by Audionautics.com. Look for Talk and Pray on Facebook and Instagram.